0: Big Footy Blues. Big Footy Blues. Big Footy Blues. Come on, the Big Footy Blues. Big
1: Welcome everyone to the Big Footy Blues Podcast, this is episode 2 for 2017. Uh, I am Shandog and I'm glad you could join us. Tonight uh, we've got three famous or I guess infamous posters from Big Footy joining us depending on your point of view and uh, we'll dissect everything that happened over the weekend against Richmond, Uh, It's some real in-depth analysis. Should get us on the footy show or something, I'm sure. I'm sure. And uh, joining me is uh, first off, Blue Gum. Hello, Blue Gum. Hello, Shandog. And Ferris B. Howdy, folks. And Blue and Silver.
0: Howdy, do, Shandog.
1: Howdy, do, everyone. Um, that was probably the worst intro this podcast has ever had, but that's all right. We can push through it. Um, <laughs>
2: we will recover. We it, will it get better from here.
1: Yeah, Thank hopefully you. our football does too, I reckon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess the first thing we'll kick off with is, uh, is the weekend's match. And, um, for those who are listening to the podcast before they heard or, uh, heard the results or saw the game for some reason, I can, I can imagine there'd be a lot of people keen to do that. But <laughs> if you weren't aware, yeah. uh, we did unfortunately, uh, narrowly go down to the Tigers in round one. Uh, Carlton's 14 goals, five behinds, 89, which is surprisingly accurate. Uh, against the Tigers, mm. who managed to kick 20, 12, 132, so that was uh, what was it 43 points in the end. Um, we had a lot of young guys out there. To me, I'll just kick this off for us. Um, I think we had uh, Mark Murphy and, and Bryce Gibbs both um, with a lot of disposals. Uh, Murphy Murphy had 35. But to me, um, I think that's still that area there. Even despite how much football we got in the middle with some of those um, uh, better players, Cripps probably excluded from that. He had a bit of an off one. We still got really smashed in the middle, and uh, and I think it all sort of started from there. Uh, anyone uh, got any great, amazing pearls of wisdom about that game? Why we lost? What it, what you liked? What happened?
0: I I don't have any pearls of wisdom, but in in uh, absence of that, I'll give it a crack. Um, look, I definitely agree with you. In the game was lost in the middle. Um- we just didn't have enough um, as you said, Murphy got a, a bunch of the pill bryce gibbs was was busy early and kicked the goal, and I think had a couple of goal assists um cripps was was a bit down i I think he's probably gonna be a bit slow at the beginning of the year given given no preseason and um, I think we all know this that we just we lack some some depth in the middle um some of the kids like I don't want to pick on them, but you know kerno and and Pickett maybe. Uh, you know, they, they're going to be great footballers, but if they're your, you know, fifth or sixth sort of, you know, maybe seventh midfielders, you know, we just need a bit more depth. So the back line got battered, but more because the, the midfield lost. Forward line looked surprisingly solid. Um, I think wherever Wiedering goes, that, that third of the ground looks good. So maybe we move weedering to the middle next week and it's all solved.
1: <laughs> or just clone him surely I mean we' built him once we can probably build him two more build him two more times you'd think, but uh, you did bring up a good point, sorry to jump in on you guys um just to, to so that's fresh in our minds here so the new players that we played um in in round one Harrison McCready was first game Car- Caleb Marchbank from GWS who obviously is, is only played a, f- a very small handful of games Jared six, Pickett, I think. yeah six I think. Uh, Pickett was uh, that was his first game as well. Um, yeah, AFL debut. Yeah, Sam Patrevesky, Seaton, GZ looked good, didn't he? Um, obviously, first game our, um our uh, first round selection last year or last draft, and Billy Smets from Geelong. Who how many has he played? About t- or twenty five or thirty or something, I think, from the top of my head. But um yeah, so all of those new Carlton players, first time Carlton players and um I don't know, what do you think? Blue and Silver, how did, how did those guys as a as a new group go in your eyes?
2: I I, th- I was very impressed with most of them. Um McCready plays a tough position as a you're a key backman and especially in a, when new side gets loses with a hundred and thirty two against, you, you always struggle to look good, but he had mm-hmm. some real moments of brilliance where he, he moved through traffic really well, which I think was probably my most that the biggest surprise I had about him really, and he looked really effective. Marchbank took like a thousand intercept marks. <laughs> um, but people are probably going to be a bit down on some of his disposal errors. And I, I think that's probably justified, but, but uh, you know, let's not lose sight of what he did very well, like exceptionally well, better than rants, for example. Yeah. Um, uh, Smets was much cleaner with disposal than I thought he would be. Like I, I just thought he was going to be carriage 2.0. He was going to burn the ball, but he made really good use of it. And uh, petrevsky seaton is all class.
1: He is, isn't You could tell straight from the word go. Like, as soon as he touched the ball, the very first time, you're like, oh, this kid's got something. Because I don't know about you guys, but I hadn't seen him in the flesh at all. Um, and, and very limited with highlights. And uh, it was only this game was the first time I saw him play any sort of competitive football at a decent level as well. So, yeah. Um, I reckon there's a bit of a common um you know uh something that a lot of people thought going into the game was that we were probably a little bit too tall the lineup that we that we had and I reckon that might have shown a bit um how did you see it all go down Gum?
3: Yeah that's pretty much it I think we lost the run um from very early on but at the same time cruiser was like our best midfielder for the first half so He was
1: everywhere <laughs> It
3: does depend on the, it it does depend on the player um, but, yeah, like you guys, loved SPS, his first half particularly. That that little highlights package that was posted somewhere during the week, like he didn't only just have second efforts, he had third and fourth. He was just in it all the time. It was great.
1: I didn't see on that stats um, summary at the end there, I think he was leading the uh, pressure acts or something, which is, I mean, if anything you want from a first gamer, that's uh, that's probably a good stat to be dominating <laughs> everyone <laughs> on the field in, isn't it? Um, the effort was there and and um I guess the fitness and skills could have come a bit later so um did it I kind of thought it played out how it was how I was expecting to be honest um did anyone expect any different I think
2: I hoped we'd get closer to them i like i,
1: I know that they kicked two vary
2: goals out of like uh Martin's arse at the end and that <laughs> kind of made the margin look a little worse but yeah but I, I was hoping to also be within... ruined
1: my bet too by the way for uh, I'm still dirty on that yeah, too. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they just I just got it was
2: within four goals I guess in the end. Like that Caddy goal by the way, I'm still pissed. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like he just like slings a boot at it off the ground and he just does this perfect little like spinning on its oh, just, oh,
1: Yeah. And then it, the the replay that we had to put up with for you know 20 times. Yeah. And everyone
2: talked about it like it was just brilliant, it's not like you just he just threw a boot at it. <laughs>
0: I, I hate to say something complimentary about another team particularly when it's richmond i mean it well, was yeah. one of those nights when where I, I think you know it felt like all the all the bounces and all the luck went their way but i i don't mean that in a, in a sour grapes sort of you know um uh, sense I, I think you know they were first to the ball and, and when the ball was free or, or in um contention they seemed to have an extra man there they seemed to be getting into the pack harder than us so i, I think they had you know they sort of deserved a lot of those, some of those breaks at least. I was maybe a little, I thought I was a little bit disappointed. Uh, maybe not with effort. I just, I just think we got out muscled and, and maybe that, and out hustled and maybe that comes back to playing too many tall players and we were just a bit slow when the ball was uh, up for grabs.
3: We did that thing we were, we would uh, hand pass and hand pass and hand pass and end up at the boundary line again, like a bit of, like of the second half of last year.
1: Yeah, they were definitely swarming pretty hard and that the stats back up what both of you were saying there. They had more than, uh, more than 20 more tackles than us, so 88 to 67. So that, um, yeah, you're not going to win too many games of football if you're getting harassed like that and you can't get clean disposal away, I guess. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, ultimately, would you say that you're pretty happy with, um, looking at the perspective of, of how our young guys played? Um, I thought, coming away from the game, I was a bit disappointed, but as some other people have said on the boards, when when you sort of watch it back, you know, looking at the young guys who is the most important part of, of what we're doing and playing at the moment, I walked away watching it a second time going, yeah, actually you know what? That's, that's there's a lot of good signs there.
2: I mean if I had to pick out four players who I really didn't didn't enjoy their games, it would be Roe, Thomas, White and Armfield. Don't, and all oh, of hang them, on, hang are, are on.
1: You you can't you can't Slight rowie, oh, especially I, not with me. What is here. it? <laughs> like,
3: all you, he does you, is you he punches can, but... it
2: out on the full, and that's fine. But how many times a game can you do that? Like, yeah. it, it it doesn't help us, it just what? resets and puts it to 50 50.
1: How many times a game can you do it? I'll, I'll just look up uh, uh, rowie. <laughs> no, One percent uh, is 15. 15 times is how many times you can do it a game. <laughs> Oh, look, Lockie Plowman had 12 one-percenters, which is, you know, not. I know there was a couple of obvious ones where Rowe should have marked when he didn't, and I think that's just a confidence thing, first game of the year and whatnot. He, I think, from memory, he probably did the same thing last year where he was going to punch too much at the start and then started taking contested marks instead. So, I agree. It's he that... it takes marks. It yeah, oh, a lot I agree. Better. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully he does that soon. But without getting too negative, I guess, I mean, you brought up the point... Um, I go again actually because once you said row I stopped listening because I, I then saw Red <laughs> So who who else. It was
2: Thomas, Armfield and White. I mean White I think I think every Carlton supporter at least knows that what the problem is with White. He just he makes way too many brain fades for a player who's supposed to be in for experience. And yeah, uh, Armfield uh barely had an impact in the contest, kicked a nice goal but then didn't really get cited. And Thomas has
1: just passed it. <laughs> Just, just just to sum it up in five words or less,
0: yeah. I mean on on the flip side, I mean you did mention it, Shan, but um you know, it was a. I think it was a fairly impressive debut for us for, for Marchbank. Um he certainly looked well beyond, you know, a twenty year old kid, you know, sort of full back, centre half back. Um McCready showed excellent signs for an eighteen year old kid playing down there. Mm. Um, you know, SPS I think had half a dozen tackles and, you know, he makes, you know, he makes them stick. And so, and, and, you know, uh, Soss looked good as well, kicked a couple of goals, got involved. So I think a lot of the the positives we took out of it were from the kids, a lot of the negatives, some of the older players. And, uh, you know, a lot of people on the board are saying this year is not about the wins and losses, it's about the development. And if we keep on getting that pattern, that the older guys aren't looking that great, the younger guys are are, uh, showing some signs. Well, that's what it's all about.
2: Oh, on yeah. the positive side of things, uh, that was a that's a fairly high score that we kicked compared to what we were delivering last year. Like we yeah. won a lot of our games last year when we
3: won them with like seventy points. So oh, yeah, like,
1: I didn't think we kicked know. more than about ten goals to be honest. So yeah, I was pr- pleasantly surprised with that.
3: And the spread of goal kickers was good too.
1: Yeah. Did we have any multiple besides weedering, I don't. Uh... Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, we did street. too. Yeah. Geez. And
0: um and someone kicked too. two sauce sauce yeah. anchor is a kick too. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. There, there you go. go. No, it was a very good spread, wasn't it? So uh, we had one, well, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight goal kickers, and a uh, couple with bags of three. Would you call three a bag? Uh, maybe I a would spot. call it. I would.
0: I would call it. I would call it a haul. The way we play, so
1: <laughs> maybe a purse. It's not quite a bag. It's, it's smaller.
0: <laughs> a, I'd call it a luggage gold. set, Okay, I'll take three goals. <laughs>
1: <gasps> oh, there you go. So, well, Matthew Wright's well on his way to leading our goal-kicking again, <laughs> because I don't know if going to play back sometimes.
2: Yeah, it turns out that um, uh, the Weedering and Wright are equal ninth in the goal-kicking uh, goal currently. So, keep up the good work,
1: fellas. I'd be very happy if they stopped collecting stats now, (laughs) just after round one. (laughs) Just leave it there, that's fine. Two in the top ten happy days. Um, Now, (coughs) what do you reckon about Cripsi? Do do you think uh, it was just an off day, or is he still being hampered by a bit of a lack of a pre-season? Because I'll give you his final stats here before we we go into it there. He had 19 disposals, and and one person did point out the positive there, was he had uh, 10 kicks, 9 handballs. One of the first times I can remember in a long time that 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 ratio was um, sort of positive for the kicking. Uh, Only 5 contested disposals, 14 uncontested, which is, again, very different to what we're seeing. I guess that's maybe why he's kicked a bit more. Um, uh, 3 marks, and... uh, a very low by his standards, three clearances. So not a prolific day by any stretch of the imagination. I think I think it's pretty safe to say it's a bit of a hangover of a lack of running in the legs and game time because he seems to be labouring pretty hard. As did Charlie Kernow for mine.
2: Yeah, they both looked a little off. Um, maybe we've got like a ten day break now. We're going from Thursday to Sunday, I think. So maybe maybe those players come back and and they just look real good next time.
1: That would be nice if all of them did that too. <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> yeah, if they could all, if they could all just achieve superstar status over the weekend and maintain that for the rest of the year, I'll accept round one. Yeah, have okay, a whole nine it. days
1: to do that. I mean, it's, yeah, not, I don't think we're asking too much. <laughs> 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 um, Cool, so uh, anything else um, uh, that stood out to you from the game that you wanted to uh, to, to bring up?
3: Fleurman was really good.
1: Yeah, true, I'd agree with that one for sure.
3: Step up from last year, it was, it was unexpected, that sort of step up. I thought Cruiser was
2: truly dominant. Like, I think he just... I, I know Nankovas kicked, like, two goals, but, like, I, I don't think he had to impact Cruiser had on the game consistently. He definitely lost the rucking contests. Yeah, And I think that that's a really good... If, like, if Cruiser can... Hold that sort of form line for the rest of the year against Real Rockman, it would be amazing. <laughs> Real Rockman. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did oh, you know okay. who Toby Nankavis was? Like before
0: well, this to, game. To, to be fair, he was an upgrade on Sean Hampson. So wow, man. <laughs>
3: that's
0: yeah. True. And why do we know about Sean Hampson? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> nah, very good point. Um, Cruiser was definitely dominant in the middle there. And I'm um, really, I know we'll get into this, but I'm um, really looking forward to the matchup against Melbourne um, with uh, Max Gorn. Um, mm. So. Oh, is look, he gone? Go, he's gone. Um, <laughs> uh, probably only other one thing I'd probably wanted to, to, to bring up um, Sam Doherty, bit of an off night. He uh, he and and Cade Simpson really they got enough of the ball particularly Cade Simpson but uh, seemed to be a lot of early season rust in their disposal and I don't think they were alone in that uh, we were discussing before that um, that uh, March Bank was uh, a little bit prone to turning it over as well uh, I think from memory last year it started in a similar way am I right That really... was my memory too but yeah I, I don't want to yeah just to, if you agree with me it sounds better anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, yes, Chandol. Thank you very Everything. much. For sure. Thank you. Um, Definitely. <laughs> so it's, it's a consensus. Excellent. Uh, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's just uh, game one, and and uh, the result of a lot of the pressure that um, that Richmond were putting on us. All right. Well, let's uh, we'll move forward from from this game and look towards uh, the Melbourne game. So next week uh, after a 10-brain braid 10-day break as you mentioned. Sunday 3:20 at the MCG again. It's nice to play a couple of games in a row at the MCG. We'll be playing uh, Melbourne, who did have a a pretty impressive win over the Saints in round one. I thought they were going to go down to the St Kilda, but um, uh, much like Richmond did to us, their pressure against the Saints and ball use through the middle was um, was far superior through the whole uh, you know the course of the whole game. Uh, Did anyone else watch uh, Melbourne this week? Nope, okay, just me, sad, at home, watching I, football. I,
0: I, I couldn't face footy after Thursday night. I'd had enough for the weekend.
1: <laughs> oh, I don't blame you too much. <laughs> it's a fair call, to be honest. <laughs> Obviously, uh, Demon's one of those teams that are looking to really push into the eight and um, and take the step up from last year. I know it's probably a little early to be discussing this, assuming we've had no injuries, and I believe Casbolt uh, has uh, been cleared from his little... and
2: um... got cleared as well.
1: Oh, did he? Oh, good. Uh, thanks for that update. Um, live prob- breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to give you the uh, the name for for demo, but I thought that would be insulting actually, so I won't. Pull um, <laughs> myself up there. So, yeah, look, um, just going off the AFL's preview on the website there, we've got Blue Star, Patrick Cripps dominated when these teams last played with 30 disposals a goal, 13 tackles, 12 clearances, and, and uh, probably uh, an extra zero on the end of his contract. Um, I think I'd
2: take that game again. Yeah, I that'd I be could, fantastic. Yep.
1: And uh, from the last game as well, Cade Simpson, Mark Murphy, and Bryce Gibbs in 94 disposals uh, between them. The the effectiveness and the impact of those disposals is in question for mine. Um so it's gonna be one of those things that I think we need to step up big time um against Melbourne, otherwise we're going to get really swarmed once again. Both Vince and Varco have M
2: uh, have match review penalties. So for this week.
1: As in suspensions or
2: Yes. Suspensions. Oh really?
1: Uh, look, that word, the,
2: the word that everyone else uses that apparently I don't. Yes. They've got suspended. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well that um I probably should have checked this stuff before we started, but um why would why would I be researched before we do this? That would make no <laughs> sense.
0: Um, um Yes. So I I think they've both they've both been offered one match. I don't know whether it's been um accepted or whether they'll challenge, but I guess for the moment you could probably assume that, that they're gone, which um couldn't happen to some nicer fellas. So uh Yeah,
1: they'll okay. That'll put a bit of a dint in their run, I imagine, and, and midfield pressure. So, um, yeah, good news for us, given that we need all the space we can get, I think, in the midfield. Um, yeah, so anyone anyone jump out immediately for uh, changes to the side from last week?
2: I mean, I watched the Harry Mackay, like, uh, highlights on uh, the Northern Blues website, and... Uh... Uh, I, I feel very good about that. <laughs>
1: it, it makes me happy. Well, how many did he kick for? Like, it, it, it was like oh. Oh, like
2: the like the yeah, it was four goals, and the highlights are across all four quarters. Yeah. And like he looks like when he when he goes at the ball, he takes it and he takes it clean, and he gets involved in other plays, and he weighs hard tackles. And I need to stop talking right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <It'll look sad. laughs> Blue and silver will be back in a few moments. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean look, I I could go through half a dozen players that, that were down um on Thursday night. Um I, I don't think I don't think that the match committee is gonna to make too many changes. We're one game in, we had, you know, some disappointing performances. Even some of the, the senior guys, you know, we mentioned I think Doherty had a mixed game, um Simpson you mentioned, Ed Kerno was a bit off, um and he was in the preseason. I don't think you drop you know, it well you definitely don't drop Ed so I mean, Armfield is is a is a fringe player in any case, and he was pretty ineffective. You could easily drop Armfield as much as they love him, and we'd have a few players that you could bring in like a a Lamb or a someone. I, I don't think we'll see too many changes this week.
3: Maybe a tool for a for a runner.
0: Mm. Mm. I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's there. probably the, the structural change you need to
1: make, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't think um, Melbourne's got a particularly tall forward line. Um, we've we'll got have Hogan down there, and beyond that, I think there's a lot of medium forwards and small forwards, unless I'm forgetting someone very obvious. So I wouldn't
2: cry if White got
1: dropped. Yeah, I, I mm. think it might even need to go one more than that, to be honest with you. As much as McCready had a decent game, um, I can't. Yeah, you know, we've still got to think about matchups here, and, and I can't see there being a need for any more than than. Um, uh, Rogue Plowman and Marchbank in the back line.
0: Just, I just, I mean, on the Tigers game, I don't, I mean, let's call all four of them talls. I mean, I know White and Plowman are sort of 190 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, sort of two talls and two medium talls. Um, I, I don't think we needed that to go that tall into the Tigers either, yet we did. I, and I think they almost went, what's our three best talls and let's just play McCready? Like, I, I don't want to say we're, you know we're coaching to lose but i almost think we're we're playing the team we want to play not necessarily the one that's going to win
3: but maybe it's that they're the picking the the next player who's most deserving regardless mm. of of height or mm. structure or anything like that to to reward effort you know on the training track and in the practice games
2: and bolton said last year that, that they're not they're not measuring their success in wins and losses and I mean, if you take oh, that, that. That's good of...
0: that we're not failing yet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> without, without an easy to quantify way of indicating how bad we are, we can't be that bad,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: if, if, if we did want more run, um, let's say we, we drop, let's just for argument's sake, a, a white and probably McCready might just be last man in, first man out kind of thing. I mean, I guess the options are Carriage, Palmer, Cunningham. One of those Lam, three. Yeah. Well
2: Lam was in the team and got and got uh dropped on knee soreness, right? Mm. So if you're gonna drop maybe like an armfield would an armfield would be a like for like trade. If you're yeah. doing the structural thing, I mean you can make an argument.
3: Yeah. What about Sheehan? Is is did he break his nose or something? Could he be down half back
1: blank? I don't know, can you come back a week after a broken nose and I
3: think it depends how bad
2: your break is. If it's just like sort of a Visual thing, it's not so bad, but if it's affecting your (laughs) breathing...
1: If it's aesthetics, we can we can get away with it. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I have no yeah, idea. I mean, I mean, it,
2: depends, it depends on Sheehan's self-esteem
0: and how he <laughs> feels about it. <laughs> well, it's a modern-day
1: footballer. You can assume it's high on the agenda, I think.
0: So, I'll, I'll count how many selfies he takes this week and post on Instagram, and that'll give us an indication of whether he's ready to get back on the field. Yeah,
1: statistical analysis. I told you we'd have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, we were saying before the podcast how many accountants we had, so maybe maybe that's that's the benefit.
1: Mate, yeah, if, if they start actually uh, turning to us for some information, we could we could be the difference, you know. I say <laughs> us, but I'm not one of those accountants. Please don't get me wrong. I, Neither am I. I'm a real person. Um, <laughs> oh, are we, are we <laughs> <laughs> Um, For those not aware, Blingham and, uh, and uh, Ferris B are in, in the field of dealing uh, numbers.
0: And by, and by by that he just means we can count past twenty. So anyway, let's <laughs> let's, let's move on. I'm educated. It's like a hundred, right? Like it's twenty hundred, <laughs> eleventy one hundred. All right. Um,
1: <laughs> so uh, moving beyond self deprecating jokes, um, I was about to say self defecating. Um, <laughs> that would also fit the bill.
2: Are you going to beat that one? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, let's get some predictions on uh, now. I, I personally, uh, I see this being very similar to the the Richmond game. I think I think we'll hang in there for periods of time, but at some point Melbourne will get a bit of a jump on us. It Put out a, a four goal, five goal lead, and and we probably won't pull it back. So, but I th- I think we're going to be somewhere around 30 points in arrears. But uh, very interested to see how Gorn and Cruiser go. Um, Gorn probably having a bit of an edge in the ruck contest but um, if Cruiser can float forward, kick goals and, and uh, go back on Gorn and stop him from doing so as well uh, contribute around the midfield then you know it's going to be a really intriguing battle, that's the one I'm, I'm really looking forward to.
0: Yeah I'm, I'm with you on sh- this one Shan, I was going to suggest maybe about 30 points uh, if I had to pluck a number out um, and I think they'll just be a little bit too classy um, having said that we, we've matched up Reasonably well on Melbourne the last couple of years. Um, mm. And I think Cripps, Gibbs, and Cruiser have just gone to town on them the last couple of times we've played them. So um, I'll keep an eye out for those three. Um, if Cruiser can, you know, when he's new, you know, he's good form this year, can, you know, even the battle against Gorn, um, then, you know, can we're you in with that? a shot. Yeah. Maybe, hopefully.
3: <laughs> Possibly. Uh, um, Bligham? I've been noticing a couple of uh, demon supporters on the uh, on the um, threads this week, saying that they feel that their backline's a bit susceptible. So hopefully we keep weeders down there, and I reckon a twenty to thirty point loss. But having a really good quarter at one stage that'll make us all very happy.
1: I like the uh, sound of that. That's a very good point you bring up. Actually, there's been a few demons um, posters coming in, and and. Uh... Saying quite reasoned, um, nice things about the game and their own team and our team, and frankly, it makes me sick.
2: Uh, <laughs> I,
0: I, I guess it's it's going to be snow season in a couple of months, so they're still, you know, they're, they're in good spirit. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. I mean, got... really, really, they shouldn't be um, posting on big 40 or driving their Land Rovers. So maybe we should. <laughs> <do>.
1: <laughs> I just long for the days when uh, people weren't indifferent about us they rather hate us because we were so good. We'll get there. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and, uh, yeah, Blue and Silver, your predictions for the game? Yeah.
2: I'll buck the trend of exactly the same margin that everyone else has uh, put up, basically, and I'll say we're going to win by one point. Wigandr is going to kick seven goals. Uh, petrovsky Seton will have 40 touches and uh, win the Rising Star on the back of one game. Uh, and then uh, I think Krips might kick goal.
1: See, I, I was inclined to believe you until he, you said he was going to win the Rising Star. Carlton Plays don't win the Rising Star, mate. That's it's yeah. not how the well, AFL works. It,
2: it'll be it'll be so impressive that yeah. you know Greg Williams, forty-four touches, will be will be a robbery that we we, we forget about in. in
1: uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> I certainly hope that uh, your uh, unwillingness to bend to peer pressure is actually correct. Uh, <laughs> so, um. Moving on, there's uh, there's probably one other thing. uh, I'll open it up a bit later. There's one other thing we're going to talk about of sort of uh, news during the week. Uh, There's been a couple of... This might have happened before the Richmond game uh, where Matthew Lloyd decided to open his big silly mouth and uh, take a bit of a pot shot at our recruiting um, and, and list management strategy i guess with the amount of recycled players that we're taking on and uh his opinions regarding their quality uh and there was plenty to talk about there was some very heated discussions on the boards about that with some sort of opposing point of view. some people actually agreeing a bit with lloydy um for no unknown reason to me but um just recently we had i keep forgetting which corns it is but it's completely irrelevant it's one of those uh, was on uh, the Sunday footy show, I believe, and he also took a, uh, a bit of a pot shot at Sauce for not getting the Gibbs trade done um, to Adelaide. Now, uh, not only did that uh, just sound completely stupid, what he said, but he was also quite insulting to Gibbs, realistically. And I know we're all, we're all big boys and girls, and I'm sure Gibbs couldn't give a stuff what Corns thinks. But uh, there's something about having a media personality outright Make fun of your club and and be so dismissive about what's going on when I think it's fairly clear to anyone who decides to look into it and, uh, and actually assess and try and understand what our list management strategy is that we're not just going to give away players for nothing and we're also going to rebuild... Doing a a softly, softly approach for sustained success. We're not going to, we're not going to do the same thing of old where we, we try and buy our players. Um, just, just nail, pick number one and hope that that solves all of our problems. But actually getting into the draft and sustaining a match, uh, a list that'll, that'll work for a long period of time. Having said all that, I didn't want to rant that long. Uh, sorry. But what I, if, effectively what it boils down to is Lloyd's a flog and Corns is a dickhead. Does anyone agree or disagree with me?
3: Agree. <laughs> amateurs. They're fucking amateurs. <laughs> I,
2: what qualification do they have to, to speak on matters of management? They with kicked any the football many of...
1: years ago, mate. So clearly yeah. they know what they're talking
2: about. Well, I mean, Kane Collins is, is is a bit of a vendetta. He um, I, I'm not sure if you guys remember this. Uh, during the the trade week, he was the one who was who was like, "Oh, the Gibbs deal is done," like four times. So I think I think he's just been burned. By uh, pretending to have a source about a trade he thought was going to go through, I think and he's been taken a task on better. That too. Yeah, yeah, I remember really, we we got into him. So clearly, he's just uh, he's pushing that bandwagon still.
0: Oh, look, I, I don't, I I completely agree with your uh, character assessment there, Shan. Um, <laughs> I'm very discerning uh, sort of guy. They're pretty good labels. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with ex footballers um becoming media analysts, uh, because apparently that's I don't know. I mean, the, the state of football journalism in Australia is pathetic. So I, I won't get sidetracked by that. Um, but I, I don't, I don't mind them having a, having a look at the list. I think in a lot of cases, they're either misguided, misinformed or just idiots, you know, or, or they have an agenda and they're kind of skewing it, which, um, you know, so I don't want to sound like, oh, they picked on my club. Poor, you know, poor me. What an idiot. He's got no idea what he's talking about. Um, but look, from my perspective, if I look back to the trade period, uh, at the end of 2015, I, I reckon that was just as close as you can get to perfection. Um, and particularly where we were at, you know, we, we got rid of some middle-aged players. We cashed in what we could. We brought in four first-round draft picks. Uh, and on top of that, a bunch of, look, to be honest, you know, a few, a bulk deal from GWS, which had various levels of, quality in there but you're not going to expect every single one of them you know Lambs and lamb and Phillips and Sumner Et cetera, to all be champions we gave them you know pick 28 I mean you know and, you and got an, pick and, yeah. and, and got an and got an upgrade on the um Hendo pick to get pick eight to get McKay. basically we gave something like pick 43 for four players which if you if you split that four ways we paid pick 75 for each of these four players I mean if if you pick four guys in the '70s and '80s and and any of them play AFL, you're doing well. So I think <laughs> it's true. So I, I mean, again, you know, I I am a numbers guy. That's how I look at it. So I think they look at it and go, oh, they picked up a couple of guys who are just you know middle of the road players. But you've got to look at the whole. I guess you know, first of all, Sauce does a few trades that are linked together. You don't necessarily look at them in isolation. You've got to look at what he had to work with, what he's trying to achieve and I think just none of these guys are smart enough to actually piece all the, the, the you know, pieces together, the puzzle together. Um, you know, la- last year, I think we, you know, arg- arguably we, I-, I kind of argued we sort of lost the TUI trade a little bit. but We did it because we, we did what we needed to do. We wanted to get March Bank, and we wanted to keep a pick to get SPS or similar. So it was, we did what we had to do. So I- I'm yep. not sure what they're expecting that, Suddenly we go from a terrible list, and two seasons later we suddenly are contesting for the eight. Uh, just yeah. apparently, just
1: apparently becoming the third youngest side in the AFL and turning over thirty players in the process of doing so is uh, not good enough because you took some, um, you, you traded in some guys who are in their low to mid twenties who aren't A graders. Uh, makes perfect sense. was to me. nineteen. Yeah, I know, but uh, you know, carriage ker- and lamb and and things like this, you know, they they're over 20 and therefore about to retire. So, but do, uh, do you
0: know what, I, I I feel that if we if we picked up another judge, if we picked up five and we got Dusty at the end of the year, they'd rip into <laughs> us for our messiah complex and trying to pick up champions, and instead we try and pick value and get a few players cheap, and they go. You've you picked up players
3: who aren't champions. Yeah, I
1: mean, you're not going the full rebuild. And you're just doing it half-assed. Basically. And, and, the, and
3: this and this scenario is exactly the same because, like, Corns has missed out on the fact that at their second pick, GWS was sitting there waiting to grab that second pick. Yeah, we that's right. We wouldn't have it. We wouldn't have got Power Pepper or whoever it is he thinks we should have got. Yeah, that was one, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, I
1: did see you bring that up and that was a, a perfectly, uh, that was a 100% valid point on the, on the forum as well. Um, Blue Gum, that, that's, that's what the hold-up was. I don't know. Everyone else was, must have been as frustrated as I was in the last trading period, <laughs> yeah. but nothing to happen in the first, I don't know, whatever it was, uh, nine of 10 days or whatever. And then everything to go through yeah. at the end. So, and that was what it was. I think no, no,
0: no, nothing happened in the first, all of it. Except for five minutes,
1: <laughs> the last five fucking <laughs> minutes we did shit. I couldn't believe who was. Someone posted the the meme of that white ninja during the pre- Jade period, like poking a stick at a cult logo, saying "Do stuff." I. I uh, <laughs> I I was in tears. I can't remember who it was, but, geez, that was funny. (laughs) Anyway, on that note, um, we'll probably keep this one uh, short and sharp. Thanks very much for joining us, guys. Uh, Have a great night, Blue Gun. Thank you very much. Go Beggars. Good night, Ferris.
0: Good night, everyone.
1: And good night, Blue and Silver. Thank you again.
0: Good night, sweet prince.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, thanks very much, everyone. I was Shandog and Matthew Lloyd and whichever corns you were. I will fucking fight you.
0: All right, have a great night. (laughs)